0: high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look, be your own interior designer. This is Affordable Interior Design, the podcast. Here's your host, Betsy Hellman. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Betsy. Happy birthday to me. Guys, you know that I don't always take a moment to stop to celebrate not podcasting anniversaries, not business inception anniversaries, not uh, lots of different things, including this year, my anniversary just flew on by us with all the other things going on. We did go to dinner, but I mean, you know, we need something more epic after 12 years, don't you agree? Uh, And usually I let my birthday kind of whimper and simper right by. I'm not opposed to birthdays. I have nothing against birthdays. It's just I'm oftentimes very busy. I try and do something, but it can't be too much with all my other obligations. No, 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 no. Not this year. This year, I am making it happen for myself. I am doing fun things. My favorite singer, Mike Doty from the band Soul Coughing, that I was just obsessed with in college, and I still love him to this very day. Well, he is coming to Connecticut and playing a free show. A free show? Are you kidding me right now? I am a huge fan, and I don't know anyone else who's a huge fan, but do you know? what my friends are fans of, free shows. So when they said, Betsy, what are we doing for your birthday? I said, we are going to see Mike Doty in concert for free at seven o'clock, which as a person in my forties, I deeply appreciate. Like, thank you. Thank you. I can be home by 10. Glass of wine, feet up by the fire. Thank you, Mike Doty. Well, then I said, you know, we're going to be in Connecticut. You guys are going to come to this free show with me. I'll buy the tickets. Uh, Why don't we head back to the She Shed, my little cottage where I not only work, but I've set it up so that, you know, we could potentially have a guest if we wanted to come back to the cottage and we'll have a girls night. We all get takeout. We all light the little fire or whatever that is. Wood-burning stove, that's what it's called, wood-burning stove. Um, we will have fun. We will crack open the hot tub, which I have not opened for the three months I have been here. Uh, I'm very excited. And am I like you? Are you like me where I haven't fully unpacked this little cottage? I have been so busy, so preoccupied. Also, the priority is the main house, right? Who cares about my office, my space? My kids are like living in chaos. My husband's complaining on the daily that we only have one couch and one TV and what's going on and where's all the furniture and what's happening. And I prioritize my time over there and have not prioritized my time here. The only way that I'm going to organize this place, the only way I'm going to get my act together is if I plan an event where I have somebody coming over and then I will actually clean up. So that's what I'm going to do. I have somebody coming over, two of my friends, and we're going to go see Mike Doty and then we're going to hang out in the she shed and they're going to spend the night in the she shed and that will be fun. That will be fun, right? Yeah. 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 As long as we're all asleep by 11 because mom's tired. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, And then I'm also because the day before my birthday is election day. So the kids don't have school. I am planning a full day in the city to play with them, to explore. You know, I love living in Connecticut. It's a very special, peaceful, cool experience. The city is my heartbeat. The city is my jam. While I wouldn't want to be there with kids right now at this stage in my life, I will never not want to be close to there. And I'm really excited that I get to go back and let's go to the Met and have lunch at the cafe and then go see a Broadway show and do something fun. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm taking that day off. I'll also vote. Don't worry, guys. But I'm taking that day off and I'm going to celebrate my birthday a little early. And then on the actual birthday, well, I'm going to take that day off too. And I'm going to plan absolutely nothing and be with myself, with myself. Let's see what myself at my new age wants to do with my day. We'll just explore and see where the wind blows us. But I'm really excited to be planning advance this special pause. I'm really excited that, uh, you know, sometimes we get a little, I don't know, disappointed or we put pressure on people to plan things for us. And maybe we don't want to make a big deal out of certain days, especially our birthday, because maybe we don't want to make things all about us. But even if you don't want to like put it out there to everybody else, you can make it all about you for you, right? Make it all about you for you. Have a you day. Uh, I'm very excited to have a me day and a family day and a friends day. I'm just going to line them up And I'm also excited to have a Mike Doty evening. Very excited. Very excited. Why is he playing in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut? I don't know. I'm just grateful. Grateful. I'm also grateful for you. And if you guys are grateful for me, I would love to read about it on iTunes. So as you know, we're having a contest this month. Yes, a contest where I show you my gratitude by you leaving a five-star review on iTunes. I'm going to go through all the reviews that I receive in November, and three of you are going to get access to my online class about feng shui. I chose the feng shui class out of the three because it's the stuff that I talk about least on the podcast, but I think it's endlessly fascinating. It informs so much of my work, and I can't wait to share it with you. It's a $40 value, and all you have to do is spend four minutes writing me a review on iTunes. I deeply appreciate it. I also appreciate when people leave messages in my mailbag. Without further ado, I'm going to get to my first question today. My question comes from Christy. She's writing all the way from sunny Los Angeles. And she writes, Hi Betsy, I'm purchasing this couch, excuse me, from Pottery Barn. I'm unsure about what best shaped coffee table to get. I love unique shapes and styles like the one here from West Elm. But does it look better to stay more conservative like this one from CB2? All right. Well, let's get into it. You know, typically, I don't choose a coffee table based on the couch. Actually, I want to put a pin in that. I'll come back to that. Typically, I choose the coffee table based on the size of the negative space between the couch and whatever's across from it. If it's a fireplace, if it's a TV stand, if it's a wall... That's what's going to dictate what shape my coffee table will be because I may not have enough depth for a circular table like you've put here or a triangular table like you've put here from West Elm. I may need to go with something long and narrow, especially in smaller spaces, which I assume you might be in because you're writing from Los Angeles. So oftentimes I'll need to stick to rectilinear or a very neat narrow oval. I tried to combine those two, narrow and oval, and I got navel. Okay. A very belly button shaped coffee table. No, um, narrow oval, which is hard to find, but truly my favorite. Uh, Those odd shapes like circle or triangle, kidney shape, amorphous shape, you're really going to need to have a lot of space around the coffee table to make sure that you have walkways, right? Right. Make sure you have enough space for your knees because in between the front of the sofa and the coffee table, you need at least, you know, 12 to 18 inches for your knees. And then between the other edge, the opposite edge of the coffee table and whatever you've got going on, if there's armchairs across from it, or like I said, the hearth for the fireplace or whatever, you're going to want some space too. And certainly if it's in the middle of a thoroughfare, like a walkway, well, that's 30 to 36 inches that you're going to need if people are cutting through in front of the coffee table a lot. These are all things to take into consideration. First, I do the math, what actually fits well, and then I go for the look, what stylish kind of thing could I do? Because even if you get like a boring rectilinear coffee table, it might have a really cool base or it might have tiers so that you can style the bottom very uniquely. I want to go back to that asterisk that I mentioned earlier, which says that the coffee table is not contingent on the sofa selection. And in a way, that's totally true. It's about the spatial relationships. But I do make sure that the height of the sofa seat is the same as the height of the coffee table or the coffee table could be two inches less than the height of the sofa seat. And you're saying to me, Betsy, where am I going to find the height of the sofa seat? Well, if you just go to the dimensions on the websites, it'll typically give you length, width, and height of the entire sofa. But typically there's a little button that says additional dimensions or see more specs or whatever. And then it will give you the height from the floor to the seat of the sofa. At a place like CB2, Beau Concept, Ligne Rosé, it can be very low to the ground, like 15 inches. And then you're going to need a low coffee table, right? That's going to be 15 inches or 13 inches, somewhere within that range. The typical height of a sofa seat is 18 inches. So we want a coffee table that's between 16 and 18 These are just some general guidelines when you're shopping for coffee tables. And I hope that helps to redirect your process so that you start with the spatial relationship in mind and work from there. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let's go to the next question. Next question comes from Long Beach. Guys, all these sunny, wonderful locations, you are making me jealous. I am here in Connecticut in November, and while it used to be warm, it's definitely getting cooler, and I've had to start wearing jackets. Oh, my gourd. Do you guys watch that? Britty Kitty on Instagram with the oh, my gourd. If you haven't seen Pretty Kitty on Instagram, first of all, she's very cute, even though I think her mom is feeding her lines, which could be a little complicated when she grows up. But she has this video where she went to TJ Maxx or Home Goods. I can't remember which one. It doesn't say in the thing, but ultimately they wound up sponsoring her. And now she does a lot of little videos with them and things. But she went to the store with her mom and she's three or four years old. And her mom had her hold up all these Halloween things. <laughs> and she would say them like read up the signs or the pillows or the mugs aloud in her little toddler voice. And it was so cute. And my favorite one that I use regularly now, which is probably going to become a momism and probably going to be a problem. And I'm probably embarrassing my children is, oh my god. <laughs> oh my gourd. <laughs> I'll stop using it when fall is over, but I'm going to keep using it for now. I also love this one. Putting the boo in booty. <laughs> I do use that with my kids a lot. Let's put the boo and booty. Let's put the cute and cutie. You can do any number of permutations on that one, uh, which keeps it very fresh. But go look at that video. I probably watched it 50 times. Yes, I need some additional hobbies. Uh, Yes, I have a problem uh, overly obsessing on social media. But it is so worth your hour and a half, even though it's a four-second click. Just just watch it on a loop. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you're writing from Long Beach. Your name is Kara, and you have a question. Betsy, what's the best way to make a small beach studio feel more cozy and yet still spacious? My significant other and I moved in together last month into this open concept but very tiny rental that I feel has a lot of opportunities for creative design with a cohesive look, but I don't know where to begin, which room to start in. I love interior design and try to keep it as a consistent hobby. So I'm hoping to get your advice on colors for the wall, peel and stick wallpaper since it's just a rental and on the best knickknacks or decor for making a humble abode. Thank you. I am happy to help. I'm particularly happy and a little bit jealous because you are living in a beach home. That's so exciting. And you know I'm a studio lover. I lived in many studios, including ones much smaller than this. Trying to understand your exact studio, it appears that it's the true definition of a studio and that the living and the sleeping are in the same open space. That appears to be the case, even though I've got kind of a number of fractured pictures. I do have an issue here in that a lot of your furniture is hugging the walls all of your furniture is hugging the walls. And sometimes in a studio apartment, we need to bring things into the center. We need to turn something on a diagonal so it doesn't feel so claustrophobic. So it doesn't feel like we're just pushing everything against walls so that we get the maximum amount of space. It can make us feel very uncomfortable. And when I'm looking at these pictures, I know even though I can't see a flat floor plan or truly understand the entire layout, I know you have missed opportunities here. I know that you are not using this space correctly, and I highly recommend that you start with those large pieces of furniture and think critically about where they need to go. In a studio, when I'm creating the floor plan, I typically start with the bed. Not only is it typically the biggest piece in the space, and certainly that appears to be the case in this space, but also it might have the most restrictions. I don't want to put the bed near a window where it might be noisy or get a ton of sunlight. I don't want to put the bed near a vent where I might be blown on all night, right, and have that cool air. I don't want to put the bed right near the bathroom or say near the entry door the entryway. It's kind of awkward to walk into the bedroom zone first. So I always like to create the floor plan with the bed in mind first and then fill in with my other pieces once I found that optimum flow with the bed. That being said, I think there's other opportunities as well. When I think beachy, if that's the style you're going for, I definitely think woven textures, whether it's a rattan, a basket weave, seagrass. That's something that's really missing for me here. And I think having that natural element would also make it feel a little bit warmer and more cozy. I also think about textures. What textures can we bring in to truly create that sumptuous, cozy space. I would want to see a delicious throw blanket in here that's nubby and draped over the chaise sofa. I would want to see some softer edges. Right now we have so many lines in here. So we're not just thinking, you know, how big is this piece or what texture is this piece? We're also thinking what Geomet- geometrical shapes does this piece bring into the room, be it in its actual form or in a pattern? And here you have so many lines from the brick on the fireplace, which is very linear, to the rug, which is just a linear blue and beige striped rug, to the marble coffee table, which is very boxy and rectilinear. I mean, there's just so many lines in here from the faceted um, pendant light above this sort of dining area. I would want to soften this up because when I think beachy, when I think cozy, I don't think harsh straight lines. I think something more organic, something less symmetrical, something more unexpected, something that's not quite perfect like most lines are. I want you to incorporate some of that as well. I also think you've got a lot of stark contrast with the black, the white. So the the pendant light that I was referring to, the faceted pendant is black. The dining table is white. The walls are stark white. The brick is white. The couch is a dark navy. The coffee table is white. I might play with less stark contrast, which can be kind of jarring right? It doesn't feel soothing or comfortable. And I might want to incorporate some things that have like a mid-tone. I think we could use some light blues. I think we could use some deeper beiges that don't just read as like a cream, but really feel more brown, Uh, so when I look at a space, I'm thinking, what is it missing? And if I know the two word phrase, which in this case I do, we want the style to be beach and we want the feel to be cozy. Well, what could embody that? I think I've given you some pretty good ideas if I do say so myself. Uh, but the number one thing is I want you to completely reevaluate this layout, I'm not loving that this beautiful, large fireplace with this very dramatic white painted brick fireplace around is kind of an afterthought in the middle of this room. The sofa doesn't face it. It's just not getting the gravitas it deserves. And certainly you are spatially limited. But I think if you explore the center of the room, you'll find opportunities that you might be missing. Let's get to my next question. And actually, this question comes from Melissa in Dubai, and it's less of a question and more of a comment, but I am going to read it, Melissa, because you sent it in and because I really appreciate it. You write, thank you, Betsy, for answering my style question on your premium podcast. I now feel so much more confident with my ongoing design decisions. I love listening to your podcast, not only for all your fabulous design advice, but also the stories about your life and hearing that even successful designers have style woes and leaky pipes. Guys, you're saying to yourself, you're saying, leaky pipes? I haven't heard about this. Since when do you have a leak? Well, In my premium podcast, I've been going even deeper in my moving journey, even deeper in the journey of redesigning my home. There have been so many more anecdotes, so many more issues, so many more challenges. And also I bring you inside my mind as I'm choosing over 200 items I need to fill this space to what kind of roadblocks I've been stumbling upon, how I've managed to stay within a very tight budget. All these different things, I've gone quite in-depth in the premium podcast. If you'd like to hear those episodes, I think there's at least seven of them now that just focus on my move. But I also have a catalog of 75 that you get access to if you're a premium member. All you have to do is head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. You'll see a link there to become a premium member. You can help support the podcast and get this catalog of amazing, if I do say so myself, premium episodes starting at $5.99 a month or $29.99 for six months please head over. Check it out. Support the show. It means so much. And I love that you're supporting us all the way from Dubai. Thank you, Melissa. My last question of the day. Let's see. Do I have time for one last question? Oh, no. I better wrap it up. I better wrap it up. You know why? I've got to clean this cottage for my girlfriends. Mike Doty, you know he's going to come back here and party with us after, right? Right? You totally know that. Uh, I can't have him seeing my dust bunnies, my piles of boxes. I got to clean this place up. So I'm going to log up for today and I'll save Sonia's question for next week. But thank you so much for being with me. Don't forget about our review challenge. I'm very excited to have you guys share your thoughts about the show on iTunes. Leave us those five-star reviews and enter to win a chance for you to get the feng shui class. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, everybody, thank you so much and I'll be back with you next week. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. Bye.